So a woman was very angry. She was irate. And she burst into the baker's shop. She went up to the counter. And she said, I sent my son to get two pounds of cookies this morning. But I weighed them on the scale in my kitchen. And they were only one pound. Sir, I suggest you check your scales. And the baker very calmly said, Ma'am, I suggest you weigh your son. <laughs> that was a sweet joke, wasn't it? It's sort of a crummy joke, wasn't it? It's sort of a crummy joke, I'm sorry. Sorry, yes. Many children have been weighed by their parents. Weighed, measured, assessed, and found wanting from the parents' perspective. And if this was ever your situation, you probably remember certain things that were said and said often, certain things that were almost never said, maybe actually not, a, not once, and probably certain feelings that you had, right? Matthew 3, starting at verse 16. When Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Some questions for you about this Matthew 3 incident, this event. At this point, had Jesus performed a miracle? No. Had Jesus preached a sermon? No. Had Jesus made a disciple? No. And yet, God declares, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This declaration precedes anything Jesus does or doesn't do. Jesus' baptism by John in the River Jordan precedes his public ministry. This event in Matthew 3 is sort of the beginning before the beginning for Jesus. Sort of like a fresh new year. Ripe like moistened grapes with possibility. Can you taste it? Jesus' words, these words he receives from God. This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased, is where Jesus, Jesus begins. And thanks be to God, through your baptism and mine, or when you get baptized, and whether you remember your baptism or not, thanks be to God, this is where you and I begin too. As a Christian, as a person of faith. Listen to Father Gary Rush, who's an Episcopal priest, talk about sometimes what we are questioned about, one of our own practices. You'll know what I mean. He says, quote, The tradition of infant baptism lifts up and celebrates the fact that we were beloved before we even knew better. Someone was watching over us, taking care of us, and helping us to find the way before we were remotely aware of it. That is one of the root meanings of grace. 
Let's all say that word together. Grace. That God loves us before we deserved it. Before we could do anything to merit it, God was for us and with us. End of quote. If that sounds like good news to you, say amen. That is good news. But the better news is that through Christ, the words that God speaks, God the Father speaks to Jesus, are spoken to you. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved daughter, with whom I am well pleased. Now, it can be sort of tough going in life if you feel that you never actually merited your parents' blessings. Maybe you didn't really know your father. Maybe you didn't really know your mother. Maybe they were anything but good examples of parenthood. Maybe they were. But the good news just keeps getting better. The good news is that through Christ, you have a heavenly father, you have a heavenly mother, who declares to you, you are my daughter. You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And by the way, a little aside here, just a little aside, one of the principal callings of Christian parents, this applies to grandparents too, but particularly one of the callings of Christian parents, is to communicate to their children that they are beloved and blessed by God, and by them. Simply for being who they are, regardless of what they do, or what they fail to do. So if you're a parent, you have been given a superpower. You have been given a special grace to bless your children. When they're young, yes. You're seven, that's still young. Bless them when they're young? Yes, absolutely. But actually, the blessing of a mother or a father can be life-giving, life-sustaining, encouraging in any season of a child's life, whether they are 7 or 77. And the lack of it can be difficult or disastrous. The Reverend Dr. Karen Wiseman, who's a biblical commentator, has this to say about this Matthew 3 passage. She says... We hear the affirmation of Jesus and witness the preparatory act for completing the tasks before him. And we also hear God, who says to anyone being baptized, I love you. You are mine. I am pleased with you. Powerful affirmations to receive from our Creator. And now for a little joke. Little Johnny was in the living room with his parents. And his mother said to his father, It's such a beautiful day today. I think I'm going to take Johnny to the zoo. And it was beautiful outside. The sun was shining. It was all green, unlike today here. And the dad said, Nah, don't bother with that. If they want Johnny, let them come get him. You have to think. Zoo, let him come get him. Okay, let's move on now. Before this turns into a zoo. Um. So, many years ago, I officiated at the funeral of a woman of very advanced years. And during the funeral homily, I mentioned that in the months that I visited with her before she died, that she often talked about her family. 
and that she was proud of that. I didn't think anything about this until after the service. I was in the sacristy by myself. Most of the congregation had moved to the parish hall for the reception. Remember, this is a woman of very advanced years. One of her daughters sheepishly came into the doorway of the sacristy. And as I best remember, she was a grandmother in her own right. She had a very full and accomplished life. And she looked at me and she said, um, You said that my mother said she was proud of her family. Did she ever say she was proud of me? And I could see just the emotion in her eyes. I, I felt the weight of the moment. And it was a tragic moment. And I said to her, in all our conversations, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think she did. And she nodded. She wasn't surprised. And we had a conversation after that. And then she went on to the reception. She just needed to be reminded that she was a beloved daughter. To be baptized is to be beloved. To be baptized is to be beloved. Let's say that together. To be baptized is to be beloved. And one of the reasons that the church invites us to renew our baptismal vows just a few times a year is because no matter how independent we are, no matter how individualistic, no matter I don't need any of that touchy-feely stuff, all of us need to be reminded from time to time that we are beloved. And that's one of the things that happens in baptismal renewal. Alright, true or false statement, you tell me whether the statement is true or whether it's false. Baptism is about more than being beloved. True, true, it's about more than being beloved. In fact, baptism says, because you are beloved, live fully, live fiercely in the way of God, the way of Christ, the way of the Spirit. Baptism is the beginning of discipleship. And for Jesus... His baptism was the beginning before the beginning of his public ministry. For you, as you sit here, claiming the beloved promise of your baptism can be a beginning before the beginning of this new year. And perhaps a new goal. Or finally accomplishing an old goal. Or a new focus. It can be the beginning of a new way of dealing with that problem that follows you. Wherever you go, that problem is there. It could be the beginning of a new way of dealing with that. A beginning of a new way of pursuing your dreams. A new way of living your life. This year, take another road. But do so in the heart knowledge. The heart knowledge that you are a beloved daughter. That you are a beloved son. That you are a beloved child of God. Woman, claim that promise right now by saying together, I am God's beloved daughter. Men, now claim that promise saying, I am God's beloved son. I am God's beloved son. And now let's all claim it together by saying, I am God's beloved child. I am God's beloved child. And now what I'm going to invite you to do is turn to somebody nearby and tell them you are God's beloved. Go for it. I'm going to have us do that one more time because I want to make sure every single person here is told that. So look for someone who maybe wasn't told that. Tell somebody else, are you, you are God's beloved. 
You are God, beloved. Okay, now, check this out. Think about your life. Think about your life right now. Have you messed up in your life? You are still beloved. Have you let people down in your life? You are still beloved. Have you doubted or ignored your faith at some point? You are still beloved. That's the promise of baptism. That's the promise of the gospel. That's good news. So begin this new year. Begin with the beginning. Your baptism. Whether you remember it or not, claim that promise. And begin this year with God's declaration. You are my daughter. You are my son. You are my child. Beloved. With whom I am well pleased. Amen.